right when you don't know what to do just keep on breathing from the city of angels in los angeles some would say the fallen angels these days but we won't get into that welcome to all my listeners out there in radio land i'm dave the caregiver's caregiver at caregiverdave.com and also coming to you live and on demand 24 7 on numerous syndicated radio and podcast networks on 26 global audio and video platforms including iheart radio itunes youtube spreaker soundcloud vimeo stitcher radio just too many to mention in fact, we are proud to be voted number one caregiver podcast of the top 50 on Player FM, number one caregiver podcast on Feedspot out of thousands, and number one on CaringVillage.com. And we have an especially exciting show planned for you today. Phyllis Anderson, founder and creator of Carefolio, our healthcare journal, an organized solution for stress-free care, enabling caregivers to focus on excellence. And she will explain all that to us in a bit. But first, I want to take this moment and thank my last week's guest. These are keynote speakers at the upcoming event, the Global Caregiver Network. And it's going to be taking place November 10 and 11. So we interviewed um, Mr. and Mrs. Keith Demps, Mary Beale, Tony Gitlis, and Dr. Atel Lords, as well as me. We're all going to be speaking there. And I would encourage everyone to go to globalcaregivernetwork.com forward slash events to reserve your spot. And just a reminder, you can watch or listen to that interview and all our interviews on our membership website, including this one, caregiverdave.com or any of our other 26 global audio video platforms that I mentioned earlier. All right, enough of that. Uh, Phyllis, welcome to the Caregiver Dave show. So great to have you on. Thank you so much for having me, Dave. It's a pleasure to be here. I just briefly mentioned something. I like to ask my guests just who is Phyllis Anderson and why was she placed on this earth? How's that for a first <laughs> oh, that, yeah, that's really wonderful. Um, so I'm Phyllis Anderson and I goodness, I am the oldest of eight kids, and I think that's important oh. because the carefolio is um well, and I became a nurse. So I was a caregiver from the time just from my birthplace, right? In wow. birth order. And yeah, and so the oldest of eight kids, my youngest sister is 16 years younger than me. So I have been doing this a long time. And then at 22 years old, I um, went into nursing. I just was curious about it. I felt the nudge to pursue a career in nursing. So I thought, let's volunteer and see if I can even handle the hospital. And um, I was I was helping a nurse just care, care for a gentleman who really had no voice. He was elderly. Um, he required us to do everything for him. And so I just really thought the word advocacy is just something that um, is important to me. And I thought this man can trust me. I'm here as, you know, a little I mean, an angel, really, right? We all need our angels to take care of us. And I thought, you know, I want to be that for people. I want to be that person they can trust um, and offer dignified care when a, when you're in a place of vulnerability like this. And so that is when I 
decided the nursing career was for me. So I spent 28 years total between being a nurse's aide. So I went on and got my CNA and then uh, found myself in a doctor's office. I had two years, three years actually in a doctor's office, got my foot in the door at the hospital as a telemetry monitor tech unit clerk and um, finished my nursing program. And so for 22 years, I essentially spent all of that in the emergency room, six months on telemetry. And then um, my parents own two care facilities for people with dementia. And because I, yeah, I'm a registered nurse. So I was able to, because in the state of California, they have, you know, specific, um, whatever, I, I was able to train the staff with my registered nurse license. And so I found myself doing that too. And I never thought of myself as an educator, but I loved it. So for 10 years, I trained the staff alongside working in the emergency room. So I love being busy. I love um, really helping people and caregivers learn and know that, you know what, your job is important. And um, you're heroes, right? Without capes, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, absolutely. So I feel like it is such an important thing that we're doing and providing for people. And um, so I'm here to just spread the word that, well, and then with Carefolio, I wanted to create a, yeah, stress-free care by offering a user-friendly design of a medical journal so that you could use it at the bedside. Uh, to care for others or even care for yourself if you find yourself in a spot where you're needing some extra health care. It makes sense how you develop this. I mean, you're a caregiver at heart, a nurse. Uh, that is the ultimate caregiver, nurses who, you know, work long hours, get very little appreciation, <laughs> you know, burn out a lot yes. and uh, don't take care of themselves. And then to have mm-hmm. your parents own a, a care facility that you were involved in, uh, I'm sure, not only helping, but training the staff. Uh, how involved were your parents in the facility? What did they do? Oh, my goodness. As own- Yeah, so as owners and operators, they were hands-on themselves. So you'll okay. still find my mom. She's 74 <laughs> years old. She is still wow. there on the daily. Um, yep, just oh, like if she needs to be cooking in the kitchen, she's cooking in the kitchen. Um, yeah. She's not d- giving any personal care anymore, but that's how she started. So, and she was not that kind of a caregiver at all. Um, and she found her, herself in that spot and she did what she needed to do. And her heart, I have a big heart, but I swear my mom's is 10 times bigger than mine. <laughs> and mine's pretty big, so. Well, the fruit doesn't fall far from the tree, as they say. <laughs> and it sounds like she runs an excellent care facility. I know, you know my mother had dementia and needed a place, and it wasn't easy to find it. Then my mother-in-law needed a place. It wasn't easy to find it. And now my, uh, my aunt, my sister's mother, is uh, not there yet, but she definitely has dementia. She's in an independent living with a boyfriend who's getting a little dementia mm. himself. I know it won't won't be long for us to find a facility for them, but um, boy, if I needed one, it sounds like uh, your parents' place is the place for me. I think I'd be taken care of very well, huh? Well, I say that uh, my name is already on the wait list (laughs) because it is. It's amazing (laughs) care. And working in the emergency room, we've seen all sorts of, um, you know, different care facilities and the patients that would come in. important to do your interviews and you find 
when you do have to um, look for placement. Do the you, goal is all keep people home as long as you can. What city are you in? Uh, the facility. Santa Maria, California. Wow, I know Santa yep, Maria. Santa Maria, I'm, California. I'm here, I'm here in Santa Clarita Valley, you know, on the Interstate 5. I own a gas station. That's my main focus when I'm not caregiving my wife, who had a stroke 27 years ago and is speech impaired and paralyzed on the right oh. side. And so... Um, That is a wonderful place, Santa Maria. Um, I will keep that in mind. I'll put that down in my long care (laughs) policy uh, (laughs) of places that I would like to go. And do they have any openings, by the way? How many beds do they have? Uh, There's a commercial for your parents here. So there's two 14-bed facilities. I know. I'm just going to put it out there. It's Magnolia and Primrose Care Facilities in Santa Maria, California, and it's in Orchid, really. It's in the um, southern part of the city, and it's a very rural setting. So it's just really? absolutely beautiful. They were two big, beautiful homes on two and a half acres, and um, they, they, it's a gated facility. So you, the residents can walk in and out of the house. They just can't wow. get out of this, you know, a gated part. Is it good for so dementia? they're safe. Good for dementia. Yeah, they're absolutely well? safe, and they have. Oh, yeah. It's memory yep. care. So it's dementia. Okay. It's any form of memory loss. But we've also taken care of hospice patients. Sure. We've done some respite care. Um, really, anybody can go there. But our focus and our specialty is memory loss. So there's two homes on the property. Yeah. And each one is 14 mm-hmm. beds. Yes. So 28 beds. And That's we amazing. have a wait list usually. And so you're full and you have a waiting list. Yeah, full with a waiting list. And how many are on your yeah. waiting list? Well, I believe it was 11 the last time yeah. um, I checked with my mom. And that was just about a month ago. So, yeah. and, um, you're, and you're one of the names on there. But people are not always ready to place. Right. You never know. <laughs> yeah, no. That's right. You don't want <laughs> to do yet. it too early. You don't want to do it too <laughs> you late. Never you, know? Know. you never know. So when... Yeah, I just know, tease about it. But I mean, uh, my husband... Yeah, I, I was saying, uh, you know, a lot of burned out caregivers listening. When would you recommend that they start looking mm. for a facility? Um, like it says, you can't do it too soon, but you can't do it too late either. You don't want to wait mm. till you're, uh, you know, uh, yeah. up every two hours turning them so they don't get bed sores. You want to do that before that. How do you notice the red flags yes. that it's time to start thinking about? It's time to start looking. Uh, what's the best way? Goodness. Well, I can speak from personal experience. My mother-in-law just recently, we had to place my father-in-law into a care facility and it wasn't ours because it was full, (laughs) (laughs) but he's in a great place. And I went with her and we checked it out, but here's the thing. She really wanted to keep him home as long as she could rightfully. So it's her husband of 60 years and we were watching her health start to decline. She was looking exhausted. She wasn't sleeping she was having anxiety. Um, oh my goodness. She was not able to physically get him to do things. So that's the other thing is right. when they start to resist care right. and you start to notice that I would say you need to be looking for a facility, just go out and look at the different facilities um, so that you're ready. And it's not this crisis mode. Oh my right. gosh, I can't do this anymore. Blah, and yeah. you're freaking out. You know, it's called, you know, 
uh, what am I trying to say? If you fail to plan, or, or what is yeah, it? If you fail to plan, plan you're planning, planning to fail. Is Don't planning be end up putting the fire and, out mode, always putting fires yeah. out. Yeah, and it's hard because you think, oh, it's way out there. Yes, preventative. Prevention is like my middle name yeah. is, um, you know, just start to do your research. And then um, so it's not because also there's things, right? I'm not sure about other uh, states, but in California, you have to have a TB test and that doesn't happen that doesn't happen immediately. So there's things you have to do ahead of time that are good for six months. So you can prepare for it. Um, yeah. The other thing is get the different um, uh, agencies in your home, whether it's some home care or maybe an extra caregiver to give you some time to go out and do your grocery shopping and go to the movies with a friend. And self-care is, my, is a big thing uh, that I promote to people is, is you've got to take care of yourself first. Absolutely. Think about pulling your heart out. Yeah, if you pull your heart out and you're handing it to somebody and then you pull another heart shape and another heart shape and you're giving your heart, you have nothing. You're just pouring out. Give and give and give. You. Nothing left to give. Yeah, you just give and give. And so it's important that you fill your cup and you may think, oh, that's selfish. It is not. You need to take care of you, right. a caregiver. So my carefolio starts out with that is self-care. That's the did, first page did you, you come follow to. your own advice when you placed your father-in-law. You did it all. You followed all the rules or, or well, did you miss something? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, we tried. So we encouraged her to um, place him, but she wasn't quite ready. And then of course, you know, the day came where she said, I can't do this anymore. And it was frantic and it was tearful. And so thankfully I'm, I've got good connections. So I called a resource, um, you know, I don't know if, if other people have them, but there's a placement agency in town and they're wonderful. They're free. So you call up their placement agency. Um, they come to you to do a little evaluation. They talked to my mother-in-law. So I love that because it wasn't me or my husband um, and they, oh, their interview was beautiful. So that interview turned into, Hey, would you like to go look at a couple places? And so she took us right over and, and that was lo the and behold, the second she... place. That was the first time she looked at, at a place, right? It was. Um, so she kind of yeah. waited too long, didn't she? Yes, 100%. <laughs> but, you know, we could only do as much as right. we could do. And then um, we, and I also have, yes. And so then I also had some friends who are caregivers that do in-home care. So I got made those phone calls and we pulled them in just to give her extra hands-on until we could get the placement. Wow. And I'm telling you, Dave, it was like within a week we had him in that care home. So it was fast, but I would say it's not always that fast. And so you really do just, you know, just sure. check your boxes, get, get in there, do your, um, your tours. And some of them want you to put down a little, you know, down payment or something, but just do it because you just never know when you are going to be ready and all the balls are already, you know, like things are rolling. So we're going to talk about um, Carefolio in a moment, but uh, you bring okay. up a good point that, um, you know, sometimes uh, you need to get them approved for Medi-Cal or Medicaid, you know, before, yeah. you know, you can afford, <laughs> you need to make sure they don't own too much so they can qualify and this and that. What's the, do you help them with that? Um, okay. So you're right. There are different facilities, but I would have to say most of them are, they are cash pay. They want you to, 
write a check. If you have long-term care insurance, that's beautiful in our facility because um, having my name attached, I can sign that paperwork and then you're eligible to use that money. But um, that is a question that comes up is like, what are your finances? What are your resources? Um, You know, with my mother-in-law, we had to dip into uh, um, one of their retirement savings but it was perfect because it's going to be plenty for what he needs Good. and there's no worries. So she but didn't need Medicaid need, or Medi-Cal or anything like that. She, she, she didn't enough. thankfully. Okay. Yeah. She's got enough. So they did plan for that. But she didn't have um, the long-term care, good. right? Long-term care. policy. Nope. Okay. Yeah. Fortunately yeah. I have one cause I was, you know, smart. <laughs> A lot of people yeah. don't. And, um, yeah. Does your facility, uh, accept, um, medical or medicaid or you are one of the the ones that don't right we do not because um i think once you accept that right it's not very much and so you can't run a small facility off of i think it's like eight hundred dollars a month sure it's not what i tell people who have long-term care Mm -hmm. so well you know medicare will be yeah well you don't want to go where Mm -hmm. medicare is going to send you you need to get a policy exactly late 40s, early 50s, it's still not too late. You know, they're relatively inexpensive. I'm only paying like $130 a month. Most yeah. of the years when I bought it when I was 49, wow. I was paying 119 a month. So, I mean, uh, there's no excuse for not having it, mm-hmm. really. Um, what else did I want to make? Yeah. So, uh, you are very mm-hmm. experienced. I mean, if anybody wants to know anything about uh, this, <laughs> they should call you and we'll give you your phone number out but you went. You took a step further. You actually invented and created something to help the caregivers uh, who maybe are still at home taking care of their loved ones before they actually have to come to a facility. So explain that and how it happened. Okay, great. So um, <clears throat> 12 years ago, I was 42 <laughs> and was wow, you helping don't care it. for one of my <laughs> friends who at 43, she ended up Oh, thank you. Well, she passed away from pancreatic cancer, but she had two children, an eight-year-old and a nine-year-old. Her husband was busy working and uh, she required, we call them us, we called ourselves Audrey's Angels. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and we took an off-the-shelf binder, put some papers in it so that we could create a continuity of care, which is very much a nursing term, but it's exactly what we did. So if I was in there taking care of her. I could write down what I just did. And then the next person that came in knew exactly where I left off. So there was nothing missing. And we weren't giving her too much medication or not enough medication. Um, And the kids were well cared for. And her doctor's visits were, you know, on schedule. And we had this thing organized. And it was in this little binder. So then years went on. My grandparents required a spiral-bound notebook we put together. My aunt required a binder for her hospice care. Um, and then most recently I actually used my mock-up that I hurried up to finish because my other friend, she just passed away of some melanoma cancer. And she said, I can't keep track of my medications. Can you please give me what you're working on? I don't care what's done. I just need it. And she was 52 years old. Like until the day she died, she was talking like you and I. Um, and so what a gift to be able to think that, I don't, that this organized, simple, and easy to use. It's very user-friendly. For You don't have to be a nurse to use it. I don't want mm-hmm. people to think, oh, my goodness, but you're a nurse. No, I made it super simple so anyone could use it for yourself, 
you know, if you're trying to keep track of your own health, um, even if you're well, you can use it. It's great. It's a gift for your kids um, because everything's in there from all of your doctors, all of your financial institutions, your advanced care directives, power of attorney, um, you know, power for health, all the things are in there. Your caregiver's numbers, um, a place to journal how you're feeling, a calendar to track your symptoms, tracking records for your blood pressure, vital signs, Wow. blood sugars. Um, I've, I've really, it's comprehensive. I thought of everything. You really that are a we nurse. Actually, yeah, it, it definitely came from my nurse heart and 28 years of experience. And so I felt this nudge. It just was like, Phyllis, you need to do this. Phyllis, you need to create this. Phyllis, just do it. And so over the last two years, I just wanted to also help caregivers realize this is not a body that's laying in a bed. This is a human. Right. And I think sometimes we forget about that. And I know that for a fact. And that's where burnout comes from, too, is you just get caught up in the tasks at hand instead of the person, the human, the spirit that's in front of you. And so part of my little care portfolio has a spot for their picture. So mm -hmm. it's like put the picture there that when they were vibrant and young and youthful and, you know, living life to its fullest or whatever picture you want to put in there. But then it's also a section about about me. So you, you list all the things, favorite colors, like what they did for a living. Cause that's important to know, like, oh. you know, you can have a mechanical engineer or, a, you know, a, somebody who helped somebody go to the moon, you know, as your patient or your, you know, the elder that you're caring for. And um, that's huge. And, and they love, like, even with dementia, if you bring up old things, right. Oh. From the past, oh. that's what they remember. They don't remember five minutes ago, but they sure oh are proud of some of their things that they accomplished. Favorite so, songs. Yes, favorite songs. Yes. So there's something beautiful. And then also like, what are they capable of doing themselves? And what do they need help with? And even a section on mental health, because that's very important, right? It's like, how do I need to talk sure. to this person? So special needs kids, that's another, like if you've got a, a young child at home that with special needs, you can use this journal exactly for that too. Because when you need respite care or you have somebody come in, um, it's a beautiful book to hand off and say, look, everything's here. Yeah. I don't need to try to give this big, you know, handoff. Reinvent it's, the wheel. You don't have to reinvent the wheel. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Wow. Well, I'm afraid <laughs> to ask how much this wonderful thing costs. <laughs> well, it's eighty nine ninety nine, dollars 99 And, Oh my goodness. Goes I on really your phone, do feel like, like a phone app. It's not yet. <laughs> that is coming. I'm working on that. But so right it's now, on your computer, on your laptop or whatever. Yeah, it yes, or your mobile device because I realize younger people, everybody wants it just on their phone where they can just, you know, touch. But if you've got um it's a beautiful journal too. It's gorgeous. The pages are very heavy and it's a binder, so you can open it up, take pages out, put pages in. So it, it so has all your medications to, for you to print it out and put it in a binder. Yes. It comes to you all ready to go. Like, cause that's the thing is when you're in crisis mode and you need to care for somebody now, you need this now. So I deliver it directly to your house. You open it up and you start using it. Oh, so and, it's very, very user friendly. It's not, they don't have to know how to use a computer and go on pages mm -hmm. on your computer. So they fill out all the information. I'm assuming you put it all together, send it to I them do. in a binder. Yes, it's a beautiful box that's delivered. Wow. I love beautiful things. For $89, so, that's a bargain. 
Yeah. Yep. It is. And, and what, so if, actually, what if things not, change? You update them? Um, yeah. I'm just taking it one day at a time, Dave. I just, <laughs> we're <laughs> launching it and I have refillable pages. So I felt like the things that they would need most would be journal entries. So okay. I have, re but it should last them a good year. The spider should last a year. Unless, of course, you're doing a lot of journaling or people have extensive medications that they're using, right. um, then you might need more of those. And so I have those two refillable right now. Um, and we're just uh, kind of seeing what the need is because I want this to help the caregiver. So I really do what I would love to have feedback. Um, and so that's why my hello at carefolio.com is my email. They have my cell phone. They absolutely can text me or call. Um, but any kind of feedback would be wonderful because I want to just continue to, yeah, develop how, this how as do it we needs. Know, how do we know if we're caring for someone and and we need this or we don't need it yet? You know, does it depend on how much uh, we're struggling with, you know, keeping track of the medication? Does it depend on, uh, you know, we're missing doctor appointments, stuff like that? I mean, is there, is it for everybody or is it only for people who are feeling overwhelmed? Yeah, no, it is for everyone. So you could fill one out for yourself, Dave, and, um, oh, and one for your wife. Uh, I have one for my husband and I that will be, cause I, because like I said, it is a gift for your children. It's so pretty that you can put it on your shelf and it says Carefolios on the, on the spine where the kids would say, oh gosh, you know, my husband and I are traveling right now. And so if something happens to us because we know anything's possible, then they know that that binder, they just pull it off the shelf and it has all of our vital information there, all of our financial oh. institutions, emergency contacts, another, so caring for the caregiver, the next page is, is the first page, but the next page is emergency medical information. So mm. my husband's a fireman paramedic. He just retired too, actually. And um, he said, this is beautiful. If you opened this up and handed it to us when we were called to the house, this is all we would need. So even it's, though it's, I'm a healthy caregiver, I should have one too. Yeah, you could have one too. Absolutely. And anything that doesn't apply to you, you just save it for later. Just pass it by, right? Take, it's yeah, like a buffet. You never know you what's going what to happen. You, need. You, know? you never know what's going to happen. So and it's, it's too late to go writer. pulling out all the information. Exactly. Yep, you're preparing for cool. your future, honestly. And, um, but certainly, like my mother in law, I actually told her, you know, my father in law was so advanced with his dementia and he really is on hospice now. Uh -huh. And so, um, and in a care facility. So they're doing all of his documentation, but you could actually send this to the care home. Um, but I told wow. her, you need to fill this out for yourself now <laughs> because <laughs> she's 80. And it would be, and she's, you would think she's not 80, she's 70 or maybe even 65. The woman is amazing, but, um, she, we just, I'm encouraging her to fill it out for herself so that she's prepared. Wow. I, I can't believe it. This is amazing. Um, <laughs> we've run out of time. It's, it's, uh, <laughs> is there anything that, uh, you wanted or hoped that I would ask you that I didn't, uh, ask you yet before we close this down? Oh gosh. Um, yeah, I just want this to be, to, to be an, an efficient way to communicate with all the people that need to be involved in, um, a person's care. And 
I want it to empower the caregiver to serve the vulnerable with compassion um, while offering opportunities for self-care. So as you turn the tabs of this binder too, I put some really beautiful quotes because I want the caregiver as they're, you know, taking care of the person or themselves to just be inspired and just to have a little sweet spot in their day because it is, it's hard. You are in the trenches. That's what I say, but we need you. So as a caregiver, we need you, Mm -hmm. but we need you to take care of yourself first. Amen. Yeah. In some way. Wow. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome interview. (laughs) Awesome information. Can't believe how fast our time has gone today. Yeah. Thanks so much, Phyllis, for coming on the show. Um, How can people, uh, you know, reach you questions, get a hold of the, the binder, et cetera carefolio.com so it's c-a-r-e-f-o-l-i-o.com got it what's your contact okay great yeah so i have an instagram account it's carefolio c-a-r-e-f-o-l-i-o you can also email me at hello at carefolio.com and my personal cell phone is 805-598-9587 Awesome. Thank you so much. I hope you get a lot of responses from this show. Um, just a reminder to everyone out there, uh, my number one best-selling book, Secrets from the Hammock, Uncommon Wisdom for Uncommon Times. It's spreading wisdom all over the world, available wherever books are sold, and also on my free membership website, caregiverdave.com, where you can also schedule a free 30-minute initial coaching call to talk about whatever you're struggling with. 30 minutes of wisdom can often resolve a debilitating problem Again, caregiverdave.com. And don't forget, we have a care uh, a Facebook group, Caregiver Dave. And it's a community of 34,000 caregivers, lots of tools, resources, videos, this radio show, and much more. And did you know that if you click the like or follow button on whatever platform you're watching or listening to this interview on, it helps us reach even more caregivers by improving Google's search engine algorithms. So a true heartfelt thank you to all my listeners out there all over the world for tuning in every Wednesday and making us the number one caregiver radio show on the Internet. So until next week, same time, same channel. May God richly bless you. Bye-bye. Dave Nassani, the caregiver's caregiver, has just released his sixth book entitled It's My Life Too, Thrive to Stay Alive as a Caregiver. It was specifically written for caregivers who know they should be putting their needs first but just don't know how. Dave is the sole caregiver to his wife, Charlene, since 1996. He knows firsthand what caregivers are going through because he is one. He now speaks all across the country, offering caregivers his amazing caregiver support package. Even the airlines tell us that in the event of an emergency, to put your oxygen mask on first before you help your child with their mask. They know that those who don't heed their advice often black out thus becoming unable to help either themselves or their child. And caregivers are exactly the same way. It's my life too. Thrive and stay alive as a caregiver will help caregivers who are neglecting their sleep, diet, and social life and learn to put their needs first. Pick up your copy today or buy one for your special caregiver on sale everywhere and at caregiverdave.com. Sometimes it feels like the sun will never rise, like the birds will never sing again. Keep breathing, take it in.
Like the sun will never rise Like the birds will never sing again